title, MC, means Master of Ceremony. Some people who MC don't know what this term means. Welcome to Meet, Comma, Straight Up, or On The Rock, a podcast that asks you, how do you like your life? How do you like your life? I'm your host, Daydream, also known as David. Today's interview is with Diallo Rivera Stevens, or do you say it Stevens Rivera? No, Rivera Stevens, you got it right. All right, so this is the point where you tell me about you, so... Go ahead, give me all your social media stuff. So, my name is Diallo Rivera as you said before. My Instagram name is Diallo Rivera, playing like that. My Snapchat is Alo, A-L-O underscore B-O-I-I 34. And then my Facebook name is Diallo Rivera Stevens, playing like that. All right, so that's really you. Like, if people send you comments and stuff like that, they're going to get in contact with you and you'll respond back to them. Oh, yeah, I respond back to anybody. Okay. Who are you? Introduce yourself. So, I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. So, my uh, middle school, my years in middle school wasn't really the best of my life. I started off in special ed. Teachers and people always said that um, Diallo was just a bad kid. He would never be nothing. And all of these negative comments towards me. And I, I was proving to them why they can say these things because I was always suspended and in trouble. So, so yeah. it was really rough, you know, 7th, 8th grade. I, I was doing pretty good, but I, I always managed to pass. So as high school years came, my behavior was it was still the same. I was still getting in trouble. I was still I got formal a few times and formal if you don't know was a forty five day suspension and that's, that's a long, a long time, time in school. school. And my freshman year I failed. My sophomore year I was in trouble, but I started to get myself back up. The thing that really came into my life and changed me was that I got a hold of God. And he was the reason why he, well, obviously he's the reason why I am who I am today. Because without him, I wouldn't even be taking his breath to talk to you right now. But throughout high school, going back to high school, it, it was rough. You know, teachers, I still had everybody saying I wouldn't be nothing. The only people who, like, really had faith in me was, you know, uh, Mr. David, my mom. I had a few staff at the Boys and Girls Club that always believed that I can be something. And that was the only, like, support I had behind me. You know, everybody just kind of doubted me. Then as years started to pass, I started to get more confident in knowing that that I am Diallo Rivera Stevens and I am a, a confident young black male and I can make big moves. And I started to do things I didn't even know I was capable of doing. I was Youth of the Year for Boys and Girls Club, came first place for Buffalo, first place for Western New York, second place throughout the whole state was which was a big achievement, but that's not where I stopped. I just kept pushing and kept pushing. Got Black Achievers for, well, not Black Achievers, the Black History Month Award at True Bethel Baptist Church. I was getting awards throughout my school for being the um, most influential. I became a motivational speaker to speak to the youth, to tell them that they don't have to take the path I did because at one point in time, I was involved in the streets. I was in the gang, and I was just out doing things that I knew I wasn't supposed to do, but it was just... At that time, I was so depressed and lonely that I felt that the streets was the only thing that was actually calling me and calling my name for me to come and enjoy myself, which it wasn't. It, don't get me wrong. Being in the streets, it's not the worst thing, but being in the streets is being part of a gang. I'm just going to say it like that. Being part of a gang, people make it seem like it's just we're all bad. We're out just doing things we're not supposed to do. That's true, but... 
really being part of a street gang is to feel that brotherhood and to feel that that hole that you feel as if nobody got your back but you know the streets are gonna have you so it's so, like love it's like love yeah it's just love like you it's bad it's i guess you could say it's bad and good love but when you first enter it it's good love because of the support you get and it's crazy because in human beings that's all we want is support and love to know that somebody's mm. there to help us and help build us into a better person but you know obviously the streets helps you build into a negative person because that's not the route i would want anybody to take but it's i don't want to diss anybody who's out in the streets doing what they have to do you know i understand that lifestyle but there is yeah because you still got friends out there i got friends in jail i yeah. just lost a friend recently it went to his funeral yesterday which wasn't the best thing to see what's his name say his name uh, damone yep. it was it was really it was heartbreaking seeing him laying in that casket and it's just seeing like i I could have been in those positions, you know, and I'm, I'm proud that my mom raised a, a good, strong young man, and I'm proud that I found God, and, you know, I just had tutors and mentors around me to always build me and support me and make me into the man I am today. So, that, so, so you think mentors are important? Mentors are most definitely important. With mentors, you have to be able to listen, because when I started off, I didn't want to listen to nobody because I thought that I was always right. Mm -hmm. But having a mentor around, they, they're able to understand you and they will listen to you. But as most of us, when you're going through a hard time, you just feel like you don't want no help. You just want to be alone, you want to be in your own world, and you want to be in your own corner and isolated. As a human, you always are going to like need somebody by your side to be able to push you to another level, and that's what mentors are for. So I think that they are great, and they're they're always going to be there for you, whether whether you're old, whether you're young. They're always going to be there for you. Mentors are mentors are just great. They're okay. Great just I mean, I for me personally, I I tend to collect mentors. You know, people that are bosses or supervisors that see the best in me that challenge me to be better uh, most people run away from mentors like that i run to them um so uh, it was easy for me to be able to grow even as an adult you know out of college you know working and thinking i know and everything it was easy for me to look a mentor in the eye and say you know thank you you know be this person for me you know go to lunches go to dinners go to breakfast you know talk to me about how i could be better as a mentor so um, do you see yourself as a mentor for people in your generation oh yeah yes for sure i see myself as a mentor i have a actually now that i'm a motivational speaker and i speak to the youth and the kids i have a lot of kids who text me they come up to me they tell me how proud of how proud of me they are but i kind of flip it and tell them how proud of them how proud I am of them for coming up to me to be able to speak because I know that I wasn't able to talk to a mentor and tell them how I felt because I was too afraid. But kids, they come up to me, they talk to me, they text me, they ask me like, Diallo, I need advice on this. I have kids who text me for basketball because I play basketball. They ask for tips on different things to do and I'm always pushing them and then I make stats and if I see something on a youth, I don't even have to know the youth. If I see a person that I feel like is not doing something right, I will interfere even though it's not my business. I would interfere to try to to try to change that situation around so they can just so they can see the other side and not just their side. Because as humans, we tend to only see our our like our vision and we don't see the other side, which brings uh, confusion and frustration. And so, when it comes to the youth, I'm always going to be here for them to push them. And yes, I do see myself to mentor as a bunch of uh, a bunch of kids in my community. Okay, them. so I, I you know uh, part of my podcast is do research. 
Um, I did some research on you, social media research, which I find to be very, very interesting, um, especially uh, being an employer, you know, myself of hiring people, uh, interviewing people. Um, and I look at their social media accounts when they come in for an interview. Uh, you have three accounts on Facebook alone. Yes. So why, why do you have three accounts on so, Facebook? So honestly, the other two accounts, I don't know the passwords. <laughs> and I just forgot because they're, they're really, really old. And I just forgot the uh, password to them and I just left them there. So you can tell those are old. But the main account that I have is it's, it's my, it's just the main account I use because I'm a very inspirational person. And I tend to send people to my page if you need inspiration or some type of positivity. Because, you know, you can wake up one day and feel good and the next day and feel bad. And, you right. know, we all need that that person that you can go to because I even do it. I go to certain people's pages for inspiration. Like I go to my mentor, Mr. Rob. He's very inspirational to me. I go to his page sometimes just to see his inspiration, just right. so that people know that I'm not perfect. I stress just like everybody else. Well, Mr. Rob is, is uh, uh, we had a very challenging career together, but uh, knowing the person now that wasn't that person then, you know, I had a bunch of assumptions of who he was, but Knowing who he is now, um, I'm comfortable with calling him my mentor. Um, and it's good to hear that he's one of your mentors because I'm your mentor also. So, uh, you know, the circle's kind of complete because um, he has a different perspective than I would. You know, so we, we have um, mentors that are various, right? Yes. You know, you don't have just one vanilla flavor. You know, somebody, I, I have a mentor, like you see, I got shoes. I have a mentor that talks about the importance of sneakers and shoes right um and then i have a, a mentor like rob that talks about um the importance of self you know and i i carry that message uh, whether he knows it or not but i carry that message by the same way you said you know i'll go to his facebook um and we'll we'll talk when we see each other and i respect that so it's good to hear that you know you have a mentor and more mentors than just one because you know one mentor again can tell you you know here's how to dress another mentor can tell you here's how to think another mentor can tell you here's how you prepare for the future so it's appreciative you know i appreciate that um, you're able to spread that message to to young people your age because that's important because they think that all they have to do um is find one person finding one person like i said earlier only gives you you're only going to get one perspective so when you have multiple mentors, they're able to give you different perspectives on different things in life. Like you said, you have a, a mentor that helps you with shoes. <laughs> I have a mentor at school that helps me with homework. Right. I have a mentor that talks to talks to me about my personal life and things that's going on in my life. Then I have another mentor that just pushes me and always there to motivate me. You know. Yeah. Then I have a mentor that's challenging, like you. That you know, it's always a headbutt, but I know at the end of the day that it's going to make me a better person. So it's like you. It's so many different like factors and having mentors but having one mentor is good you know a good start but later on in the future you i advise people to get more than one mentor so you can see different perspectives of, of different people and different angles okay uh so explain um olive boy to me olive boy so actually i'm not even going i'm not i'm not gonna lie um olive boy actually changed olive boy okay cool, but i changed it to one love which is my new rap name okay because it's 
I like Olive Boy, but I was younger. It was a at that time it was just a hype name. It was an immature name, which I thought. So me getting older and seeing the progression that I'm making, mm-hmm. I feel like Olive Boy was getting just a little too immature, and it was sounding like a bunch of rappers coming out nowadays. Mm-hmm. Name. So I'm like, I don't want to be in that category. So I changed my name to One Love, and why I use One Love is people would say it's like behind Bob Marley because mm-hmm. he used One Love, but. It's really not because I came on One Love not even knowing that Bob Marley was using One Love. Mm. But One Love was very, it opens to me because I see the world as being one. Like we all come together as one right. and I hope to see that one day. So I would want to be a person that's there to be able to push that. Like African Americans, Hispanics, whites, um, Asians, we all come together as one because living on the west side my whole life, I've been in diversity. West like side I, of, of Buffalo, New York. There you Sorry. go. Thank west, you. No, that's okay. West side of Buffalo, New York. You know, living there. It's a very diverse side of town of Buffalo. You have Asians, you have everything. And being part of a gang, it was like you were fighting against all these different races when that one you could just all come together and make a, a great community. Yeah, I remember when y'all used to run into the club talking about <laughs> them damn new Asian gangs that came from different countries that were implanted onto the West Side. And it was like, they just different. These yeah, gangs, just, these Asian gangs was just different, was Mr. David. The, they was off the chain. Them, them boys was... They was a different breed, I tell you that one. You know, it was different. We've, you know, had a slight beef with a couple other sides of town, and it this was different. Yeah. The boys were, like, coming over here because where they were coming from, it was like, this was, like, what they go through every day. So coming right. here was kind of like, hey, man, we good. We're going to take over anything. And, you know, as us living in this area our whole life, it was like, yo, that's not going to happen. But... I mean, them boys was ruthless. Yeah. They were some reckless boys. <laughs> but, you know, we all learned our lesson. I see them around, and it's crazy. They talk to me like, hey, man, what's up? You know, mm-hmm. like, how you doing? I'm proud of you. You're doing good. And it's crazy to get that respect from people that you had beef with. Or even the older heads in the, in the hood that I used to look up to. It's like, they give me respect. Like, okay, we know where you came from. We know how you used to be. And we're happy that your life is changing. Being able to hear that from people that are older than you, mm-hmm. that's how you know that you're making an impact, not just on the youth, but on people older than you. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's an awesome thing because, you know, older people tend to look down, you know, yeah. at people like you that are changing who they're going to be, forgetting that we were once you, you know. So we get to a point and we're like, uh, we, we feel like we're at this point in our lives and we look down at you guys instead of trying to uplift you guys. Or hear what you have to say and realize that you might know more than what we knew. And that's one thing I had to learn, too. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. That's uh, one thing I learned, too, was like seeing the older heads listen to me. It was very different because I had an issue with younger people trying to tell me. But I had to understand, like, this is the same factor. You know, this younger dude really might know more than me. He might have been through things worse than me, even though I'm older than him. And, you know, they say experience is great, but you can have experience. But if you know more than me, I'm going to listen to you. I want to hear what you have to say because you obviously been there longer than me and you've done those things that I didn't do. So I'm open to listen to everybody, no matter what age you are. Anybody. I, I, my whole goal is to at least learn one new thing a day from somebody. Just learn something. I'm telling you, man, that's awesome. You know, knowing you from uh, the days where I wanted to kill you. <laughs> Uh, kill you and your brother um, because you changed before your brother changed, right? Your younger brother, uh, knowing your older brothers, um, being aware of your sisters, you know, knowing knowing the life, you know, with your mom and um, your dad, your stepdad, you know, knowing the entire picture. Uh, it's it's good to hear that um, you make these changes. And, and how old are you? I'm 19. Right. Right. So I, I really, at my age, 
you know, I was 30 something before I, I self-actualized that my life needs to be better. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful for the future because of a person like you. Um, even when you was back, you know, when you was Olive Boy and you was doing, <laughs> you was doing your concerts and your tours, right? Yeah. Like in certain local areas and you was just straight up pushing out a positive message. Um, you know, you were doing raps, you know, with another girl, with a female, yeah. right? <laughs> like, right. And, and having a discussion, you know, it wasn't just a rap where you was, you know, putting her down, but she had a point of view. You had a point of view. Um, I realized around that time you made a change, you know, from uh, being one of the boys on the block yeah. that was in the park. <laughs> right. <laughs> to I need to be better. So and I, I recognize that, you know, I I appreciate that part about you. I appreciate the fact that we could do this because. You know, there's people that you grew up with that we can't do this with. Um, and they either gone or locked up. And it's sad to say, I just it's just too many friends being lost. Like when I was down the streets, it was at least lost maybe two, two to one friendly uh, the summer over the summer, and it was it was bad. One time I seen one of my um, he wasn't a friend, he was an OG to me, but I seen him die, and just seeing him lying on the ground breathing for his last breath, it just was heartbreaking. And it happened to be that he was the father of my niece and nephew. So yeah. that really was heartbreaking. And the kids happened to be a block away from where I'm he was struggling dying, with that because so. I know who you who you talk about right now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. Yeah, it was real. That was real deep to be able to see that. Yeah, and it was man. crazy because I was going on a little midnight jog, my basketball training, 11 o'clock at night. Don't know why, but I was like, I'm just going to go for a jog. And I see the um, police and then I see this guy laying on the floor there trying to pump him, pump him, bringing him back. And I'm just, yeah, man, I always told him, words. man, stay off of that. Uh, yeah. He was in and out, in and out, and I would be like, yo, stay off of it, man. It ain't worth it. Yeah. That's sad to hear, man. Oh, it man, crazy, that's man. sad. It's, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking to, just to see that, you know, call my sister and just tell her, like, the kid's father is gone, and it's crazy because we was having game night that night, and they was all laughing. It was a good night. Having a good time, And then man. I called her like, yo, my You got to add the cold water. And then she was like laughing still, playing like, hi. It's not real. Playing. Yeah, it's like, not real. I'm like, he, he gone. And she just like, it just went silent. And that moment was just very heartbreaking <sighs> to me. And, you know, the kids went to the hospital. I mean, the kids really don't. They don't know mm-hmm. because they're younger, but it's just, I just, the effect is going to have on them when they get older. When they get scared. older, yeah. So it's like me being a motivational speaker, I have, like, that's kind of my push sometimes, you know, because I don't want my nephew to, my niece or nephew to go out and do things that I did. So I want to push them. I want to be like that male role model because my nephew obviously doesn't have that no more. So I want to be that person yeah. to step in and push him to another level and for him to be able to look up to me. Yeah. And it was one time my sister called me and, He's singing one of my songs. Yeah, and he's that's rapping funny. it like, stop the violence. Can we please stop the violence? And when I heard it, it made me smile. And I'm like, yo, you're making a change. You know, it yeah, starts in your family. Yeah. You got to make a change within. And then you can be able to push out. So that was a- I never had that opportunity when I was growing up. Uh, the grace of God has actually pushed me through things that I thought I would never make it through. You know, so and to work with, you know, children and families, you know, such as yourself and your family. I had to challenge myself to not kill you. <laughs> yeah, there was a few little incidents. Yeah, yeah um, so. I don't know if you want to talk about the one, but that one was funny, man. Well, you know, it is what it is, right? You you, um, you know, you want to do me a favor, write a book. Write a book. Put yeah, it in a book. You know, make some money off of your life. Um, I don't want that glory. Um, I, I decided a long time ago that 
uh, when I when I decided this is what I'm gonna do for my life, then I was going all in. So you know, you wanna you wanna put that down. Oh, I'm most definitely gonna put that's it down. your gift. You do what you gotta do. You know, uh, we we made it right. Yeah, we out. <laughs> we made it. So that was my goal for you. You know, make it. You know, no, I don't want to come to a funeral because I'm not. I don't want to go to jail because I'm not. And I don't even go see my brother in jail. That's hard, you know, man. Yeah, I don't go. You know. It's been too long. He's been there for 12 years. I don't know him. I know who we talk about on the phone once a week, but I'm not coming to visit. So it's sad. It's sad, but I made my decision a long time ago. You know, if I go to visit, then I'm condoning what it is. And, you know, everybody's going to disagree, but why I got to go to jail? Because you in jail. Right. So I don't want to do that. Um, and, that, you know, my love is different for him. That's, that's true. That's, I mean, that's, everybody has their own opinion on different things, and that's just that's how the world works. That's one thing I hadn't noticed. Yeah. That's how the world works. You know, I wanted to be the person to always tell people, like, no, you can't do this. You can't hear this opinion. But at the end of the day, everybody has their own opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. So, that's why I don't argue on Facebook anymore. I don't comment, talk back to nobody. Like, okay. I respect you your said. opinion. I yep. mean, it could be wrong. I'm agree. I'm going to disagree, agree with it. But Well, that's why when you said earlier, like, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so don't ask me no Game of Thrones questions. Yeah, I was I like, I ain't going to bother you about it. I ain't, because, you know, I got a whole community of people that say what they want to say, and I laugh at it. It's a TV show. Yeah. I don't like, <laughs> y'all get serious. It's a TV show. Uh, so uh, what what do you enjoy most about life? I just enjoy, I, so I'm a nature freak. Mm. I love nature. I just love Mother Nature. I love the earth. I love being able to travel, seeing different cities. And the main thing that I love to see is a person smiling. Mm. Because I remember the days where I couldn't smile. I was always down on myself about different things. And being able to speak to other people and to see them brighten up and just smile, it just it's just a feeling you can you can never like ask for. It's just amazing to be able to do that to people and be able to just see them smile. It's like, like I'm doing it, like yeah. you know. But it's not for me. It's for you. Like right. I'm not doing this for me. I, w- I want to see you smile. I want to see you have a good life. You know. So that's those those things right there is what I really enjoy. You know. I enjoy playing basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love playing basketball. Oh, I know that. Yeah. That's that's my little thing. You I know? remember when you couldn't shoot. Nah, I could. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know, hopefully to um, make it overseas, but I love um, making music. I love music. The only reason why I love music because it brings out a creative side in you that you didn't even know you had inside you. Mm. Like, music is not just music. It's poetry. Like, you start making poems. Like, I make poems and don't even know I mm. made a poem. Yeah. Like, I'm writing and I'm like, this could be a poem. Yeah. So I'm like, let me scratch this. I'm going to put this in a poem alley. And keep well, before they added a beat yeah. to it, you know, Socrates and all, they were just poets before they added a beat to it. So I'm pretty sure if they had beats back then and producers back then, it would be the same thing. That's exactly what I was saying. Music, mother nature, basketball, you know, seeing people smiling, just living for my mom. She's been through it. <laughs> She went through the storm. Yeah, she a trooper though. She 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 a trooper. Yeah, she's she's. A she got trooper. kids. She's a trooper. <laughs> my mama, man, I love her. I love. Her. That's good, man. And you yeah. made her happy. You know, one day I remember asking you, you know, do you want to make your mama happy? Do you want to make your mama sad? And you chose to make her happy. And it's it's just like she's just so amazing. Like I, my mom has came to all my speeches, all my events, mm-hmm. and she's always there, like supporting me. I remember the days where. She would be caught in the school and have to sit in the office in the yeah. meeting. Now she's sitting here listening to me talk, 
and I'm the keynote speaker now. Yeah. I'm not the one in the crowd anymore. I'm huh? talking to you now. I'm talking to the mayor. I'm talking to different like um I don't know how you say it, like um magistrates. Like politicians. Yeah, politicians. Like yep. April, Ms. April Baskin, she sat down with me, had a talk, you know, Darius Prison, the pastor of the church I go to, he's a great mentor, you know, uh Wingo. And he's also yeah, the common the, council president. Yeah. yeah. And he's the um he sits on the board at Madai at the college I go to. So See? he's just yep. you know, everybody's just it's just That's like, why you don't burn bridges. Nope. Just, why you don't burn bridges yeah, it's an old fact. So, <laughs> yep. seeing her to be able to you know in being on the news like I, yeah. I was on the news about like four times this year i was in a magazine and you didn't have board. your hands behind your back with chains on them nope, no yep. no 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 it was just uh they they people were really inspired by my story like yeah. people and it was amazing to see that and it's like at one point in time i was like big headed like oh my god i'm just amazing i got it but then I had to notice, like, this is not me. This is God. Yep. So I, like, give it to him for everything that's been happening. Because, you know, even before I even go on stage and I speak, the first thing I say is, before I say anything is, I give it to God for letting yeah. me be here to speak in front of you. And then I go on because it all goes to him. I don't take You don't have a choice. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, you, you, you did have a, a small choice. You know, you, you were able to um, figure out the decision you wanted. Yeah. You know, yep. and that's the beauty of God also that. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to people all the time and it's hard for people to understand that God has given you the one great blessing, which is you wake up every day. Right. And then after that, it's the decision you make. Right. So God puts it out there for you. Um, and I talk again, I talk to people all the time, as you know, you know, there, there's six days in the, the Bible and it was all done. Right. That seventh day, God rested. So, it's already set. It's there. So every once in a while, you come to a fork in the road and you have to make the decision, right? And that's the beauty of God choose. on what you want to do, yeah, right? You had to have the... Because I'm, I'm not, not going to lie to y'all. I'm going to tell y'all straight up that I'm still at a standstill. You know, like, I believe in God. I go to church. You know, I know what I want with God. But you still have this factor of yep. life that's another road. It's like, it can be good. But without God, in my opinion, it's not good. So it's I'm not still, worth it. I'm still at the standstill like, hey, I can go that way and do what I want or I can live by what God wants me to do and what he has in my purpose. And like, I'm still at that standstill. I obviously going to choose a route to go with God, but I'm still struggling. Like, mm-hmm. okay, We all do, do, man. Starting, You're human. Yep. I'm starting to get, you know, you get a little fame, I guess you can say. People trying to know you. Before I was a person that didn't really get that much attention. So right. like, it's like getting all that now it's like okay how do i handle this well that brings me to the story i was going to ask you so we'll skip a few of these questions and get to that story i wanted to ask you about okay Uh, aisha curry (laughs) right you know what i mean like yeah has everything you know she's she's getting support from her husband you know she's she's getting a lot of buzz you know she's got a youtube where she's cooking yeah she sits down um and she talks to um Will Smith's wife, Jada, you know, on the red table talk. And she says what I think, you know, is okay. It, it, a lot of people were upset about it because they're like, you got everything. Why would you say you want attention? Right. And um, even for her, again, you know, just her name alone helped her, you know, her YouTube channel be popular. So she's got following. Why would she still need that attention? And that's kind of what you just spoke to. Like, you know, you get that fame and you understand that it's right here in front of you and you got to make a decision. And she made that decision to say, I would want 
other people, yeah, other men to give me some attention. So, in my opinion on that is, I feel like what she said was okay. Because she, obviously, she's speaking the truth. You got to be bold and strong enough to do something like that. So, she's obviously confident in what she said. But, as a human being, you need attention. Right. You know, people will say, oh, I need one person. I'm good. I don't want to, like, I don't care what anybody else has to say, but... In all reality, in my opinion, that's a, that's that's just it's a, a lie. It's a lie. It's a myth. Yeah. You know, you could be walking with your girl at a carnival, and you'll catch your girl be looking at another dude. You know, and you're like, yo, why are you looking at him? And it's like she's like, listen, you know, if he's attractive, I find him attractive. But at the end of the day, I that's know just the truth. That's right. just who. That's just like who I am. And what she said, like, I I just feel like I'm a ghost. She feels lonely. Right. You know, it should be no. Hatred toward that's like when anybody feels lonely, you're supposed to like help them. You know, Curry, Steph Curry did a good job. He came over and told him how how he felt, but he's still gonna be there to support her. Oh no doubt, what she said, and it's yeah. like, and we talk about a man of God, a family of God. So if it could touch them, it can touch anybody. Anybody, it's like, anybody can touch it. And she, her, her opinion. Obviously, she has her own opinion, and you know, she's gonna believe what she believes. But it's fine on what she says. Like she's just lonely. It's like. Steph Curry can give her all the attention in the world, but she's a beautiful woman. You right. Know, she, Sometimes she needs to hear she it. Needs to hear, she needs to hear it from other people and not just the same person every single day. She needs to hear it from other people. And, you know, just a man coming up to her, hey, you're beautiful. Yeah, but you're I generally different. think, like, um, especially where they live at. Yeah. And during the playoffs, right, like people not even thinking about approaching her because the, she going to go back and be like, yo, your friend or somebody was like, yo, hey, you hot or blah, blah, blah. I like you in that bathing suit. And that's going to distract him from doing so. People are intentionally running away from her. Right. So I, I that's what I thought at first. But the more I, I read, like looking through, you know, she has a cookbook. You know, she's an author. She's a TV host. She's got a Facebook series. You know, she sat down on one of the most popular TV shows on Facebook, which is a Red Table Talk. She's talking to Jada Pinkett Smith. You know, the Smiths are doing something that's unheard of, right? All of them. Jada Smith, Willow Smith, they're all. Everybody, right? So she gets her opportunity to say something. And I don't think she did it for the glory. I think she did it because that's how she truly felt. And that's the beauty of, uh, of the humans, you know. Telling the truth and how you really feel makes it, it matters, you know, because you don't. I know Steph Curry is probably like, why does she say this? But I don't think time, he did though. I think, think he, he no. I think he went home and he said, you know, I love you more than anybody could. And I understand, yeah, and it's yep. like that's that's the most amazing part is you actually really understand the person that you're with. Yeah, like, this is how they feel, and it's it's good that he heard it. You know, she said it herself and not hear it from somebody. Somebody else, else right? So it's great that that he heard it from her. Like, okay, I understand. This is how you feel, and I'm happy that I can be here to be the one to support you. Right. And it, it hasn't affected him because he just dropped 36. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He hit he them good. boys off, right? He good. He, he living. He good. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, talk to me a little bit about photography. So, photography, actually, it was, it was offered. I was actually sitting in your office. You gave me the call <laughs> about photography because you said that um, Mr. Rob... He, he needed a photographer, somebody he can trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew Mr. Rob since I was a baby. He knew me when I was in my mom's stomach. Mm-hmm. So he obviously felt that trust in me. And he picked me up, and it kind of shot off from there. I started to go events. I started to meet people. I'm like, yo, I'm in here with millionaires. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I'm used to just standing out on the block at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Right, you got a phone, and you rapping. Like, that's what yep. you, used to, you know. That's how it is when you're in the hood. But 
you know, being in an event, I went to, the, the one thing that really, like, with photography is I went to a photography event at the airport, and it was in a hangar. Hmm. They had a private plane in there, mad, like, Ferraris, uh, just, like, um, Corvettes everywhere. They had a Lamborghini. I'm like, where am I? Right. I'm like, I'm just a little boy from the hood. Like, why am I here surrounded by millionaires, you know? And that just really opened my eyes. I was able to take pictures with them. And from that point on, I'm like, yo. I could really do this. Like, mm. you see where I am? And I had to, like, look at myself in the mirror and say, like, yo, Diallo, you can do this, bro. Like, you can make it out. So is that a message that you kind of give to people when you speak to them? Yeah, just to let them know, like, you know, there's there's more to this world, you know? And I just did, like, a little rap last night. It's like, and I'm not going to say exactly what I said, but it's like, when you're in the hood, you only see one thing yeah. because that's what you see every single day. That's what your mindset sees. Well, the funny so, thing about that is um, something that I always talk about. I have a uh, a theory about Oscar the Grouch mm -hmm. from Sesame Street, right? And you know it. Yeah, you know it because I've been saying it for years, yeah. right? He grew up in a garbage can, so his at attitude and mentality and his behavior is of that. You know, he's a garbage can person. So you can't expect him to be anything other than that garbage can. Right. So his attitude, his behavior, his language, everything is going to be a garbage can. So when you see something different, you know, like your trip to Belize. Oh, my God. Can I say You could definitely talk about it. That's why we, you know, we talking. So Belize was. So I traveled to other cities, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., Dallas, Austin, all these different big cities in Toronto, New York City. But Belize really opened my eyes. Like, we arrived there. The airport was one hangar. Mm -hmm. They had one airfield, like, three planes parked there. And this is the country. Yep. This is, this is all they have. So we're riding through. There's houses leaning. Kids walking around with no shoes on. You mm -hmm. got dirt roads, no really no highways. But people were smiling. Yep. They were still able to have fun and live life and just keep, just, like, to be able to keep pushing under those conditions really motivated me. You know, that's considered a third world country. And being in a first world country, we take a lot for granted. Like, yeah, but their third world country had first world happiness. Yes. That, yeah. And it's like, you would think that in a first world country, you would have that type of happiness. But it's yeah. like living in a first world country, you have third world happiness. Yep. But in living in a, in, a, in a third world country, you're like... No, I, I did that wrong. No, no, you're doing it right. Yeah, living in, living in a third world country, you got first world got first happiness. World happiness. Yeah. It's like because none of the money and the glitter and the glitz and the fame matters. I was separated from my phone for a week. Like I, I went on, they had like a little shop. They said you had an hour of Wi-Fi. I'm like cool, and it was the most amazing hour because I knew at that time I had to get off. Yeah. So I got off social media, and it's like as soon as I got on it, I was clipped. And then when I got off, I'm like, I'm free. Mm -hmm. And it's like that difference, knowing like how much social media has made a change in our generation. It's like, and well, generations to come now, the generation that was before me. It's like that that feeling knowing that you're free. That 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 we. They're actually going to put a limit on it. Yes, they as it's to. coming, they're going to put a limit. They, they already to. started with the. This is how much screen time you've been on mm -hmm. your phone, right? Not Facebook, not Instagram, not Snapchat, but on your phone, phone alone, yes. right? So. In the future, I can see it already coming that they're going to say kids have a limit of X amount of time and parents are going to be able to control it. So um, the beauty of it is what you're speaking of, because I existed and I was born before social media. So I understand what it's like to have a life where you had to get home to answer the the phone. Right. And if you wasn't home when the phone rang, there was an answer machine. So you could spend three, four days over your cousin's house 
without getting home and hitting send on it, you know, and listening to somebody leave you a voicemail saying, yo, hey, I want you to come spend the night over my house, blah, blah, whatever. That never happened. So I can understand that. And it's it's cool to me because I saw your pictures. I saw your comments. And I lived in that moment because you're seeing the other side of it. It's very eye-opening. And living in the United States, you know, I thought I was struggling. I'm like, y'all got yeah. I like my, I'm like, okay, financially, I'm doing okay. But it's like, they didn't have nothing. And the happiness that they had, I'm just like, yo, I got to make a change in my life. I just have to be happy on what I have now and stop wanting yes, more. Sir. And it's like, these people were just walking, like, just seeing them with no shoes on. And they just, like, smiling. They talking to you, regular conversation. Like, yeah. if you going to go play basketball, play basketball with no shoes on. I'm like... So would you say that, you know, kids from the hood, right, would you say that they need to travel more to have yes, a better experience that would change out. their life? I, every, if you and man, every kid, y'all, y'all just need to travel, go to a different city, see their downtown, see their infrastructure, go to other countries, just see differently. Because when you, like, when I went to Dallas, mm-hmm. it's like everybody down there has the money. So mm-hmm. everybody's kind of like in their own world. And there's no time for hate or anybody to say anything towards anybody. They just trying everybody to make money. Anything. They just trying to make it out. Yeah. So like if you man, if you in the hood, just at least if you could travel an hour outside of Buffalo to go in the country. Just look, do look it. Look at nature. Do, just do something because it's just going to bring out a different side of you that you thought you didn't have in you because you've been so aggressive and so mean because of the area and environment that you're in cave in. Oscar the so Crouch. It's like that's, that's how you're going to act. Every, everywhere you go, yeah. you're going to be like that. You know, I'm not saying one trip is going to change your life. No, that's not. But you need to just get out and travel more. Get outside, you know. Even read a book. I so mean, traveling, reading, and having mentors. Having mentors. Those three things are very, very big. And obviously, God, you know. Oh, definitely. Stuff. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> you can't you can't do nothing if you don't wake up. That's the whole fact. Man, you know, so. it's, it's a done deal. So um, one of the things I wanted to ask you um, because we talked about TV shows and stuff. Do you have a, a favorite movie, favorite TV shows? So my favorite movie, I have a bunch of favorite movies because I'm a military fanatic. I love mm. World War II. Always been that Always way. Always war. Yep. I, I just love it. I don't know why I love it. You was my, trying to be an Air, uh, Air Force yeah, pilot I when I air <laughs> back in the day. Yep. <laughs> my favorite movie, though, is, um, is Pearl Harbor. I love yeah, Pearl Harbor. It's just that feeling of, you know, it just gives you that American dream, that American yeah. feeling like, after we were attacked, we were able to launch, uh, you know, I think it was 17, Counter-attack, yeah. 17 B-25 bombers, and we launched, we hit Japan. It wasn't the best strike, but it was to show them, like, okay, we're, we got that power. And that's, you know, that's how I pictured the United States then. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that no more, but <laughs> office, I'm a little afraid, but I'm a little afraid. I found God, so I don't really care about no president. Well, I, I kind of think that you look at it um, more introspectively, mm-hmm. you know, like you're going to get hit. You know, things are going to happen, but you're going to be able to come back. That's that's kind of, and it gives you that, that, that part in the movie just gives me motivation. Like, right. Oh my God, it's so inspirational. Like, they did it. And you know, and that's just kind of how, how life works. It's like, you know, you can get hit down. You know, somebody can, not even somebody, just life can hit you and you fall down, but you just have to get back up. Well, that's how you've always been on the basketball court, too. You know, from day one, like, how do I get better, right? And I was like, yo, your jumper's trash. You got to fix it. <laughs> straight up like that. <laughs> right. Trash. I'm like, trash, Jumper's trash. <laughs> but you fixed it, and it got better, right? Like, yo, your defense is trash, right? You got to fix it. And you fixed it. Um, and then people are like, hey, yo, you got hit. You know, somebody hit you with the crossover and doing this. And eventually, the more it happened, you started to tell people, you know, it's not a bad thing. It happens. <laughs> right. Playing high school in Buffalo, 
I did got crossed by top point guards like Willard Anderson from East, you know, the uh, McKinley point guard, Dion. Man, I didn't got crossed up by everybody. Justin, Noah Hutchinson, all the boys. Man, they all didn't. Yeah, but you was playing defense, defense yeah, top defense. So it happens. I was playing the best defense to my what I could. And, you know, he's right. like, better offense, you know, better defense. But it's always a time to come back. I got my revenge, don't get me wrong. Right. But it was like, <laughs> I know, you know, you just have to get back up. And, you know, people put their heads down like, man, I got crossed. No, it's okay. It's part of basketball. Well, that's what everybody. you was talking about with the Pearl Harbor thing. Yeah. Like, we could have put our head down. You know, in Pearl Harbor, but just like it's over, we're not gonna do nothing. But we stood up, and, and you respected that. Yep, and that's that's what that's kind of how I am as a person. You know, if I fall yeah. down, I'm getting back up. Just know I'm coming back. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I recognized that when you was young, when I wanted to kill you. You know, <laughs> I recognized that when people was like, I don't know how you working over there. You know that Diallo, and it's like, wait a minute, and then they would even be like Diablo. I was like, whoa, yeah, whoa you talking about the devil? Hold on, what's going on? Yeah. I admit I was before. Not no more though. I'm all right. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the the comeback, you know, the yeah, the 180. You know, you didn't do a 360. That would put you back where you were before. The 180 got you to a point where it's like, this is who I am, right? This is you know the adult that you should expect. You know, you still got a lot of years to live. You know, you got a lot of 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 stories to tell, a lot of learning, (laughs) right? Um, You know, when people ask me, what do I think is going to be the future for you? I don't even guess because you've already surpassed what I thought you could do. You know, winning that first youth of the year was, you know, was like, word, (laughs) you won, you won the first youth. You couldn't speak like, you know, you was like, I don't know what to do. I'm not, you know, teachers was like, I'm not writing essays for this dude. No, no, no. What do you call them, recommendation letters? Right, it wasn't I, happening. I remember my first speech, it was at the Boiling Girls Club, and I was speaking. In front of the kids in the cafeteria. Yeah, yep. The news came in, yep. and they came in and started recording, and I froze. And it was over. I was like, I can't. I, was just I laughed off. hard as I don't know what. <laughs> and it was crazy because it's like seeing where I am now, being able to walk into a building and just take over the crowd. Confidence. Know? It's just, it's very different. Like I just got invited to uh, speak at my my high school to do the last graduation uh, speech awesome. class. So they called me. I did my middle school last year, and it's crazy because kids from that middle school still come up to me like, man, I still remember what you said in that speech. And yeah. It's like, wow, like that's amazing. Like you really. God's really giving you this power to speak. And it's like, sometimes I get down on myself, like, do I really want to do this? Like, don't get me wrong, I still get this feeling like... Nah, you man, you're human. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you get this feeling like, you, I still think about the streets, don't get me wrong. You still get that little gist, like, oh, you listen to a song, you're like, man, I remember when I used to be out there. Yeah. But you still, but it's like... You yeah, know but your music later. sucked. Like, yeah, yeah, the music you had to grow up on sucked. At y'all, the little herb suck? Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. You was you was rapping hard. I was like, I mean, this herb sucks. Was, when he came out with uh, Welcome to Faisalan, man, it was... I, it, it was speaking to me. It was everything to the, you at the time, that was right? The life that I was living, those are people I was around. That's what we were living. So it was like, well, he was saying it's like, yo, I get this, yo, you talking, man. But now, but you didn't see something different. No, now, I mean, I don't even listen to Little Herb. Like, I just can't vibe with it no more because it's like that's not my that's not your life. Yep. Now I listen to like Lecrae and Guava Guava. He's a new rapper. Yeah. And they're motivational and they're positive, and it's like that's the life I live, and that's the mm-hmm. music I listen. To. Well, y'all used to think I was terrible because I would try to put y'all on to people that was talking about something different. Yeah, like Rough Riders. And yeah, all <laughs> <laughs> like Rough yo, you gotta. It's not just the beat, man. You gotta hear what's happening. I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, you know, but that was you know beats nowadays take over our music. You know, a person mm-hmm. doesn't even have to rap, and the beat can 
drill just uh, kind of pull you in, you know. But yeah, but you're conscious enough to understand that you know whatever you're listening to isn't going to guide you and how you make your decisions, Absolutely. and that's what's important. So, and not only that part, but the fact that you're taking what you're getting in your culture. And you're changing your culture. You're making a difference. So more people like you exist in more cities, more uh, countries, more yes. continents. You know, people like you exist. And I, I encourage you to keep going because, again, you know, I wanted to choke you out <laughs> um, because you you were just you was a full on waste of space when I first met you. Like, <laughs> like you breathing clean, breathing air. Somebody else could be leaving. Uh, breathing drunk right <laughs> like no nah, i'm gonna put you uh, i won't put you away so um but uh, uh you got any shout outs you want to you want to do some events um, and stuff i want to shout out my mom first of all no doubt shout out my mom man she the best i love you mom i want to shout out mr rob for being a great mentor towards me and pushing yes, me sir. life i want to shout out you know mr david you know for giving me that man perspective of life my older brother julian for you know drilling that into me mm -hmm. you know and i want to shout out his uh, facebook uh, picture kind of cute with him and his girl though. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Valerie, man, they, they, they a funny couple, man. I love him. I love him. My uh, my brother Jameer, I'm proud of you, man. My sister yeah. Jayla, man, from starting her own business. Yeah, I'm proud man. Of you, sis. Keep pushing. My sister Where, Jayla. Where's that beauty salon? It's on Niagara in Massachusetts. Yep. So yeah, man. What's the name of it? Uh, Touch of Paris. Yes, Touch sir. Touch of Paris salon, and they just they're. She's amazing. She's the best hairstylist in the city of Buffalo. There you I go. say that with confidence. My other sister Jada, her YouTube channel. She's a amazing family she she she's just all about her family but i do want to shout out a a, a couple rappers and don't uh, forget that city. fat boy jaleel oh, yeah don't forget that Nico. i wanted to kill him more than i wanted to kill you so yeah. Nico, man, i love you little bro man you he changed nerve, his life you, he goes to change man yeah I, I mean i wish the best for you in football when you go to texas man I me love too you, bro. bro so yep. Um, and I just want to shout out a couple um, of the rappers. You know, my man Fat Mike, man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I know you're going through a lot right now. You know, you lost Meech. We, we, yeah, we lost We Meech. lost Meech. We lost Moan. But, man, I want you to keep oh, pushing, man. man. It's, it's okay, man. You got this. Yo, your skills Still are there, Still can't man. believe Moan, so, man. As soon as you started talking about that earlier in the podcast, man, I knew he was talking about, man. Moan, man. That's, it's, it's a sad case, but I want to shout out my man Fat Mike. I just want to shout out all the Buffalo rappers in Buffalo, man. Y'all keep pushing and keep grinding the life. doesn't matter if you're doing the music. I do positive music or if you do the music you want. Just keep pushing, y'all. The whole point of the city, we need to come together as one and just, we all just want to see each other be successful. That's yeah. kind of the mentality we need to have. So I'm proud of y'all, man. I salute y'all for y'all to keep pushing. So Yeah, man, I appreciate that. I'm sure they do. So uh, uh, the semi-pro basketball stuff you're doing. So, That's yeah. um, semi-pro is amazing. You know, being an 18-year-old in, in a league with grown men, yep. boys that came from overseas is very, very very challenging um my first couple i was averaging 20 in uh first four games and i was doing really good then we had vets come on the team and, mm. you know my spot was taken and then like and you know it was a couple scuffles with the team you know i got into a couple incidents with people and you know, a lot of arguments and stuff because i had a this mind that i'm just this player you know and yeah, that's i'm my like fault. ain't nobody coming yeah <laughs> that's i'm like my fault. Yeah, that's, that's true i'm like ain't nobody coming to take my spot but i had to my notice fault. that I'm learning from these dudes. These dudes Man. have been in the position I'm at right now, and they're just trying to teach me. So right now, it's, it's a real humbling experience mm -hmm. to be on this team, to be able to be around players like uh, like Lavelle, Damone, my man Prince. And, you know, I got a good coach named Coach Rob. He was a good basketball player back then. You yeah, know, I seen a thing that said he was coach of the year. Yeah, he was telling me how yeah. he had uh, – he looked up to a guy named Rich Campbell that was a top player <sighs> in Buffalo back then. 
So when he said that, that's when he was like, I was like you. And when he said that, I was like, all right, I got to make a change on myself. Man, if you ever get then, a chance so, to look up Richard Campbell, bro. Oh, I really look, man. He, oh, man. He was a beast, man. He was, uh, man, he, he was Buffalo awesome. has some players, man. <laughs> they I'm all telling did. you. Uh, most notably, uh, Cliff Robinson from Buffalo yep, mm-hmm. that made right it, him. and uh, Christian Leitner from West New York that made it to the NBA. So. What a, uh, is it Damone Brown? Damone, Damone Brown, Brown made, yeah, made it uh, to the Ryan NBA. Track coach, shout him out, man. Yeah, he, man. He's, he's, yeah. he's a good coach. A good I always coach. forget about him, right? and it's probably because he's so uh, he spent a lot of time doing events and programs in the city that you kind of get used to the fact that he was here. He made it to the NBA. He actually played for Philly, I think it was. Yeah, he played for Philly, and uh, I forgot the other team. But isn't there another? What's the guy named uh, Willie Hutch Jones? Yeah, Willie Hutch. Yeah, he's a well, Willie I mean, you person. you know, we, there's a list because you can go to the boys from North Car- I mean, uh, from Niagara Falls oh, too. Yeah. So you know, they yeah. they played at Syracuse and went on to play in the NBA. So, but there's you know there's a lineage of people that played. You know, and it's good to hear Buffalo has a semi-pro that helps See, you coming back, yeah, yeah, bringing it back. So it's very different. Oh, there's one more person I do want to shout out, um, Zandria, for uh, making her uh, her lip. I think it's lip. Balm. Oh yeah, yeah, the oh, entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. She, I just she, she's a motivator. She she motivates me, yeah. you know, because it's like whenever I put my head down that I'm young and I can't do something, I look up to her yeah. and I'm like, yo, she's doing it. Keep I moving. Yep. It. So it's like I do want to shout her out for that because she's she's amazing for her to keep pushing. Yeah, man, that's good, man. So, um, what what was the the major difference between high school ball and uh, semi pro? It's faster. Everything just moves. The ball moves faster. Everything is just more up tempo, and I don't have as much control Dang. as I do in semi pro. It's like I'm the it's like I'm the freshman on the court now. Hmm. I'm the person that doesn't know nothing. And being a high school graduating as the uh, the team captain, going to the All-Star game, winning the MVP for that, you know, averaging, I think I had like 16 double-doubles my senior year, a couple triple-doubles and a quadruple-double. You better know your stats. Good. So I was, I was lighting <laughs> it up. I was doing my yeah. thing. But, you know, you know, being in high school, I was the captain. So, you know, I was the leader of the team. And, you right. know, going to semi-pro, like I'm a leader still, but I'm not the person that has the, the say-so word anymore. So right. I have other people that's doing that now. You know, for me, being able to – take a seat and be able to listen that's why i said earlier it's just humbling you know and i'm mm-hmm. proud. i'm noticing that like yo i'm really getting older i'm really getting mature because usually i would argue with you to the end of it like you're not no, i remember I throwing you out of the gym like stop arguing bro it's not worth it <laughs> and now it's like playing with these these dudes man they just they they're just motivators you know i miss a shot i i'm so used to like it's like at one point in time i would miss a shot and not care about it run down court then it got to a point where i miss a shot and i'm putting my head down now playing semi-pro, I miss a shot and I put my head down. They're yelling at me for putting my head down. Yeah, man. Like, keep your head up. We all miss shots. Right. You know, when they tell that to me, it just keeps motivating me. Like, okay, you're going to win. You're going to lose. You're going to miss. You're going to make. But you just got to keep going. It's like that and saying, so, you know, you uh, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the <laughs> that's straight up truth, too. right? But you'll never be 100% of yeah. the shots that you do take. That's so you gotta understand you're gonna be good, you're gonna be bad. That's just life. It's just part. Of, that's part of life. You know, just gotta push past those hard points, that that barrier, that brick wall in front of you, and just get over it, and push through it. And yeah, well. Uh, so, how do uh, you know the people you grew up with? You know, because you made a change. Yeah. You know, you made a drastic change. change. Yeah. It wasn't, um, you know, over a period of time. I'm just gonna be different. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm different. Yeah, I'm gone. I'm, I'm yeah, not, I'm, I'm not, not that doing same this. Person anymore. I'm, I'm gone. How how did they react to it? So you know, I talked to a few people that you know were in the hood before. You know, lived the street life and you know lived it harder than me. 
and they were telling me how they they got out and people were hating on them. Mm -hmm. But it was crazy because I didn't get that. You know, I'm pretty sure it's probably somebody out there that's a little mad at me for what I did. But majority of them respect me. Mm -hmm. Like they see me now, they don't even let me do the handshake. They don't let me. Do it ain't happening. They yep. like, yo, this is not you. Yeah. Girl, you're not part of it. All the older heads, they tell me, man, I'm proud of you, man. Just just keep pushing, keep doing what you're doing, man. We we proud of you as a family, mm -hmm. man, you know. And they don't ask me for nothing. No, they just keep telling me, we're proud of you. It's not like they just saying it because they want something in return. They're they're like actually proud of me, like my like Los and Ty mm -hmm. and all of them older boys. They they just they always just tell me like. I used to beat be Lowe's upside the head. Yeah, Lowe's, man. He, he. <laughs> I used to I beat Lowe's upside the head. I love bro. Every time, man, them boys always been. I remember, you know? yeah, I remember that conversation I had with both of them about being an OG. You know, when they, they was young in the game, yeah, they, they was young know. in the game. I was like, you gonna be the OGs one day, man. You gotta prepare these young. And they did, you know. Yeah. Even in ball, I looked up to them in ball. Just I was, I'll be out on the block. They kicked me off. Like this, not you. Yeah, you get know, away. Get away, man. Yeah, you know, something bad about to happen. They call me the college boy in the hood. Like, yo, you the college boy. That's what the older heads call me. Yeah, go make us proud. Make, yep. Yeah, it's kind of like, yo, go make us proud. You need anything, you know, hit us up. But right. I'm not the type of person to take anything from anybody. That's just how my mom raised me, you right. know. But, you know, for them to be able to say that, like, man, we got you. You need some money. You need some sneakers. We got you. Right. We gonna support you. We got your back. But, you know. People just, people shy away from the hood. I try to tell everybody that I meet. Like, you've never been in the hood. You don't understand the hood. Love. Nah, that, is, it's, it's, that love is special. That love is, like, I mean, having brothers by your side, you know, mm -hmm. that, that's just that feeling of knowing that you got your brother that's going to be there to support you to the end is just like. No matter amazing. what decision they make, no matter how they choose to live their life, when they recognize you want to do something, they, gonna they support, support you. you. Yep. Yep. Even my friend Aaron, Salah, all of them, man, they just. Yeah, I heard Salah's locked. Man, he got it. He got it again, man. <sighs> Look, I'm a, Somebody I, hit me the other day. Was like, it's a lot locked again. I was like, no. I pray. I pray for my brother, man. I pray for him all the time. We'll go see him soon, and you know, say what's up to him. But I feel like I need to talk to him more as a friend because even when I'm doing what I'm doing, he still like found the time to call me. Like, yo, man, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You know, give me advice. You yeah. know, and. I feel like me being at the point I was, I didn't have time for nobody else, and I feel like I wasn't. I was being selfish. But yeah. It's like I'm not saying I'm being selfish. Well, you got to establish yeah. yourself first. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I have to get myself right. So now that I feel like I know the path I'm going and what I want to do in life, mm -hmm. it's like I'm able to go back and tell people, like, "Yo, this is not the life you right. want to live." You know, be able to talk to Salah. You know, my friend Aaron, my my brother, mm -hmm. my cousins. Aaron you know, X. all of them gone. Yeah. You know, Aaron X Lewis, man. That's yep. that's my boy Zay, man. My he's oh, an official man. rapper. Your whole so. crew, man. <laughs> yep, your whole so. crew, bro. I remember all of them. Yeah, so I mean, the, the idea though, you know, um, is that you have to set the standard. That's 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 it. You know, they don't. Uh, I think Nas said it, which is awesome because I found out Nas is coming to Buffalo yep. this year. Mm -hmm. So uh, he said it, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm a religious Nas person. So when he said, you know, there's a million ways out the hood, but no sign says out, right? That's... That says that even if you could read the sign, you're not going to believe it, right? Because there's so many traps and pitfalls and you think yeah. you're going out of the hood, right? <laughs> but someone that's made it, right? Um, and, and again, myself too, you know, I'm talking to people today and they're like, you grew up in the hood. And I'm like, man, if you only knew, no. <laughs> if you only knew, real, um, so, um, you know, no, no, no signs in the hood say out, right. Was uh -huh. the, was pivotal to me to hear him say that. Um, and then to be able to look at what he meant, you know, and being through it, you know, being coming from the hood, um, saying it to you, 
you understand it without even trying to figure out what he meant because you know there really are no signs. There's a ton of signs in the hood, but none of them say how to get out. The signs in the hood are signs to keep you in the hood, right. not to get you out the hood. Right. One way, <laughs> yep, dead end, yep. yep but it. you're you're the person that's speaking to them, trying to say, here's how you get out, this right? This is how you get out. This is, this is how you move. This is the way to get out the hood and finally make a change in your life, not just for yourself, but for your community and for your, your family, you know? I know a lot of people, they want to make a change for their family, but... I tell people that you got to make a change for yourself before right. you worry about anybody else. And it's, it's it's hard to say, you know, everybody, I want to help my mom. I want to. Well, you don't say it, though. Man. You yeah. don't say it anymore. Like, you've done it. Yeah, it's kind of like I did it, but I did it helping myself first. Right. And then it just kind of like fall. It just came behind it, you know, because you start to give so much to other people that you forget about who you are. Who you are. You, you lose you. Eternally. Yep. And then that's when, like depression and you stress and you get yep. confused like okay what am i here to do and because you're steady helping everybody else and not helping yourself right. so you have to help you before you can even think about helping anybody else well i'm gonna tell you something that you already know um, i'm gonna tell you though in a language that i've learned it because it's important to me as always you know exactly. when y'all used to come in and sit in my office and play chess we would just sit there and talk we would have these kind of philosophical conversations mm -hmm. that evolved around poetry and things and you didn't know you know, nope. this is where these things would lead. But uh, something I learned a long time ago when I started traveling, you know, I got outside the hood. I started to see things that, you know, people were making it. You know, it wasn't just what I saw in my neighborhood of people who couldn't make it. Right. Um, I learned on an airplane and I tell everybody this as I meet them yep, on an airplane, especially you just took a nice trip to Belize. Right. Before you even take off, they give you instructions. Right. So this is like birth. Before you even take off, they give you instructions and they tell you one of the things they tell you other than, you know, look at the doors for exit and all the other stuff. They tell you when that mask drops down, yep. put it on yourself first and then help the next person. There's nothing better than that. And you just exemplify that that's how it is. You took care of what you needed to take care of. And now you can be like Moses and go back. And help and help people and bring them through the storm. You know, there are going to be people that don't believe it, right? But you've done it. You know, that's where your conviction is going to come in. You understand it. You've done it. You brought purpose to it. So this is my example. I don't have to speak. My example speaks for itself that it can be done, right? Um, so when they see that, especially those, you know, like Salat, yeah, you know, those, those people that are coming through saying it's harder than it is, you can say to them, I don't have to tell you, you know, when I was a kid, they would tell you, I could show you better than I could tell you. That's just how it is. Yep. So now I'm showing you. Right. And even when you research Moses in the Bible. Right. Can you imagine how many people fell off before he said, I'm going to stick the staff in the Red Sea and I'm going to part the Red Sea. And even when he parted the Red Sea. Right. People still didn't believe. That he, could do that he could do it and he was there because god told him i'm gonna you know i'm leading these people to freedom and people were still falling off so don't ever look at it and say i'm doing this for people that are always going to follow me do it because it's your purpose and that's what i understand from that story and the people that are supposed to be there with you will be there with you but as long as you know your purpose you're going to go back and you're going to bring those people to freedom that's your goal. You know, that's Harriet Tubman. You know, I'm going to put a shotgun to your forehead <laughs> and I'm going to make you not be a slave anymore. Right. Um, 
you know, those are people that sacrifice their lives for us. So my tidbit of information is I always give to you is understand that story of Moses in the Bible that there is a ton of people that just did not believe, even though he brought the locusts, even though everything he said, he took a snake True. and turned it into a staff. He took the staff and put it in there. You know, all these metaphors. I put the staff. I did everything to prove to you. That this is real. Yeah. And that this is the way out. But if you don't believe it, I'm still going. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's, that's my it. key to you. Continue to go. Because there are going to be people that are going to say, nah, bro, I'm just too scared. Nah, bro, I just don't think it's possible. Nah, bro, I don't believe in you. Nah, bro, I just look at what you did and I can't do it. But you can't let that pull you back. Right. That has to be more motivation. That's just, all right, I'm just going to keep going because you're going to save somebody that doesn't even know you. And that's that's the amazing part about life. You. I, I tend, it's crazy because I tend to save, well not save, because I don't want to say like I'm a savior, but I tend to give more advice and talk to more people that I don't know more than I do know. You are a savior. That, yeah, that like, listen, mm-hmm. I don't want to, yeah, you can save. You are a savior. Say, it's not, but it's not, it's not for you to say, yeah, right? That's what I'm saying, it's for right? other people to say, again, you're, you're saving, you know, one of your songs was save my generation. Yeah. That's my, man. That's my, that's my thing. Right. right. I love that song, man. It's, uh, just that, that tells you I've been paying music. attention. Just, yeah. Doing a lot. Uh, I just trying to do everything, you know, in a way where it's positive, you know, I just want to carry this positive vibe and I'm continuing to do it. Even when I'm feeling down, helping somebody else helps me yeah. build up. No doubt. So it's like. Just I'm learning everything. I was a I remember I was a self centered person. You know, I still have my self centered ways sometimes, but You're I was human. a self centered yeah. person, like everything was about me. I only seen my vision and I never listened to anybody else's side point of view. I always thought that I was right and now I'm starting to listen to other people and it's like a whole different world out there that I've never like That's a I sign of like, maturity. Like a block right here. Like yep. it's literally like you can open the door and it's right there, but it's like the door. Well, that's why I used to laugh at you all the time. Like you have no idea. Ignorance is, you know, when people say ignorance is bliss, that's the truth. Like I'm happy being ignorant, but the truth is, you know, people that know know, and people that don't know don't know. No, they just don't know. They just can't can't get it. But I mean, it takes uh, time for certain people. Some people it takes a little time. Sometimes it takes a long takes a time, long time. Yep. As long as you get there, that's that's all that matters. Well, I gotta tell you, you know, for your age. Um, for everything I know you, you know, where you've grown, um, how you've been, who you became. Um, I'm looking forward to who you will be. You know, I'm looking forward to the father, the husband, the life that's coming. You know, I tend to think that you're going to veer a little more towards politics. <laughs> Everybody says that. I, I mean, Everybody I know your circle. <laughs> I, you know, I know your circle. So <laughs> I know, you know, what they're going to do to you. Um, and again, that's a part of having mentors at different levels and different stages. So. And it's a good thing because you 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 have a story to tell. Yep, that's. So when you are able to put yourself in a political realm to be better, people are going to relate to it, right? Um, and you're going to make your your mistakes and your decisions, and you're going to be who you are. But the truth is, you're authentic. Yes, real, just real legit. I'm right. Legit. So I appreciate that from you. You know, I'm happy. I'm extremely happy that. I'm talking to you. Thank you. Um, I'm extremely happy that you've made the changes for you. You know, not for me, not for your other mentors, not for your mom, but for you. And it shows that you're going to be somebody that makes an impact on this life. Um, And knowing that I had 
a small part to do with that. Yeah, I was a part of it. That's my selfishness. <laughs> I'm excited because, um, you know, God blessed me with your presence. Yeah, same here, you know, vice versa. Yeah, so thank you. You know, I appreciate, you know, the fact that we got a chance to do this. Um, this is going to be forever, yeah, right? Absolutely. You know, I'll be dead and gone. People are always going to be able to access this. You know, you always going to be able to go back and access this interview, um, even if it's just to hear my voice and listen to my wisdom and understand how we relate it to each other. Um, I encourage you to do this, to get a podcast, and do it, yeah, to do your motivational I, stuff. Um, they got one, I'm going to die. I was thinking about getting into the radio station next year and doing one. Do that, but ownership. Mm-hmm, yep. Do one for you. You know, do that, but do one for you because ownership, the they one, can't take from the you. The one I'm going to die is... They don't take no ownership for this one. This has nothing to do with them. Again, do that. Okay. But so do you? Because that you can speak a particular way. This is, you can is speak freedom. freedom. Gotcha. Okay. Not nah, okay. Right. Gotcha. So you say something against Madai. You say this. You say that. They can cut you. This you can say whatever the hell you want. Yep. Got, okay. Okay. I get it. Yep. Free. There's nothing like freedom. You know. And and us being again, I'm a Kanye West fan too. You know, the idea of being a new slave, understanding that everything we have to buy, everything we got to work for, there's very few moments where you get freedom. There's very few things that you get freedom for. Right. So financial freedom, you know, mental independence, freedom for yourself, um, relationship freedom. You know, you're not marrying someone because they're the status quo person. Um, And then in this case, your voice. Right. Your voice is important. You know, the things you have to say is important. The news will capture it and they'll sell it. Um, the college will capture it and they'll sell it. They <laughs> have already they done. Already <laughs> right. But you need to do that because uh, not LeBron James, but not um, Michael Jordan, because the this, this speech is the same. I'm not a business man. I'm a business man. You're a business your brand, your marketing, your freedom will will set you and your family free. That's, that's, that's it. So that's use what you're doing now and get better. Do that. Do the Madai thing because that will help you reach yeah, out. But also out. have your own. You. So I'm proud of you, man. I'm happy. I know your mama happy. She's proud of me. I love my mama. She don't she stop is. smiling. She don't. Yeah, she don't stop smiling. Every time I see her, it's wow. Yep, and that's yep. it. That, that's where it started. That's where the smile started at. She got me there. And that's what you, you know, uh, when I asked you that question, you said you want to make your mama smile. And you have done nothing but that. So, you know, know that you have succeeded in life past my expectations for you. Don't live for my expectations, live for yours. But definitely understand that there is nothing that you can do that you haven't already done that doesn't make me proud. I'm extremely proud of you. Um, And I see and I'm always watching and I'm always here for you. Got you. Thank you. That means a lot, man. (laughs) For real. Especially when you see where I came from. I gave you all our time. And my wife. You just had dinner with us. Yeah, I gave everybody our time. You sitting at our dinner table, and she's like, so Diallo's coming over? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, that's great. I remember in the past, she was like, oh, let me tell you about this kid from Butler. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to come over, but it's okay. Yeah, so congratulations, man. You know, you got a long way to go. But you made it, you know, when they talk about crabs in a barrel, you're out of the barrel. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, you're out of the barrel. So don't let the crabs pull you back in. But definitely 
set up a system that turns around and bring a lot of those crabs out. And I'm looking forward to watching you and, you know, be able to do that. Me, this is my, um, my beach, you know, Jay-Z, this is my beach day, you know, where I get to sit back and I get to see it all and I get to relax. So, um, I pray, I pray for you. I pray for your family. One day you're going to get to your beach moment, your beach chair, where you get to look back and see what you've done, see the impact you've made and you get to appreciate it. And then you'll be okay for your next transition out of life. So I'm proud of you, man. Well, I'm really you, proud man. of you. Yeah, I really appreciate this. I appreciate you having me on your podcast because this is amazing. You know, this is my first podcast. so That's good. Very, very, very different for me. You know, eye-opening, you know. Now I'm in another world, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is amazing. And, you know, I appreciate everything you've done for me in my life. You know, especially starting off. You put that hardcore into me, especially in basketball and just that, that man like mentality, you know. I still still sticks to me like I have that dog attitude when I'm on the court. I'm a dog, like I'm a beast. Like I'm diving on the floor, still getting. That's another story for your book. That's another story for your book. So you know, I'm I'm there. I remember those days, man, throwing a ball between y'all. Just be with it. Like, yeah. we wasn't even friends. Yeah. Like, I don't know you. Like, yeah, y'all too nice, man. <laughs> we throw a ball between y'all. Y'all got to go for it. Everybody pushing and grabbing, scrapping. So. It was part of the game, though. It made me a better person. High school, even a semi-pro. And in life. Yeah. It's, it's a life lesson. That's why I did it. So, life is hard, man. Life is hard. So, congratulations. I'm oh, proud of you. you. All right? Yep. All right, man. Thank you. Uh, this has been another um, first sip with uh, Diallo. Rivera Stevens and this is neat comma straight up or on the rocks this is a podcast that I ask you how do you like your life I forgot to ask you the um the story about um Aisha Curry yes do you think it's neat do you think it's straight up or do you think it's on the rocks now neat being it's okay it is what it is straight up meaning I don't know that that, that rubbed me you know a little different and on the rocks is nah I, I didn't like it. I really hate that thing. I think it was, uh, the, what's the first one you said? Neat. Neat. I think it was neat. Yeah, it's I, all right. Yeah, I'm like, that's cool with it. The second one, it didn't rub me too much. Yeah. But, like, I understood where she was coming from. Like, it didn't affect me as a person. But where she was coming from, though, like, I I felt like, okay, I understand. I get it. So, I think it was neat. I don't disagree with it at all. Yeah. Like, I'm not 100% like she's wrong. No, she's right in what she said. And that's just her opinion. So. All right, man. Have a good one. Thank you. Uh, you're the first guest in the the, the uh, radio station, the Man Cave. So hey. I appreciate it. Yeah, you set it off. Um, we, we've completed our circle. Yep. You know, we started at one point. Now we're back at the beginning again. So um, I'm happy. So thank you for listening to Neat, comma, Straight Up or On the Rocks, a podcast that asks you, how do you like your life? If you're looking to reach us or give us some comments, some positive or negative feedback, you can send that to nsuotrocks at gmail.com. That's n-s-u-o-t-r-o-c-k-s at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. We are also distributed on anchor.fm forward slash daydream the dj one word google podcast spotify breaker radio public podcast we are there reach out let us know what you think (coughs) too much to drink